0: and welcome to Cage Fighting, it's your main man Andy Gillard here, I hope everyone's doing well in the world right
1: now. wanna sir everybody, Matt Guy here, shorts weather is upon us.
2: Yes it is, although, well, if we if we get through Storm Dudley, that is, we'll be okay. Storm Dudley,
1: and then Storm Eunice, which is But far... Eunice Cabal? Well, no, no you're not, <laughs> not Y-O-U, E-U-N-I. Yeah.
0: It's Eunice Hotheart from Gladiators, for those of a certain age.
2: No idea that, it, that
1: No?
0: Is nice. Fuck it! I'm not that old, Stu. Come on, Gladiators, you know that. Yeah, but who was it? What was it? Who are you talking about? She won it. She was the Scottish
2: bird who won Gladiators. Uh, who, who am I supposed to know the contestants? The actual Gladiators, I know. I don't remember any contestant names. Hey, you that's remember, sad. You remembered Coast to
0: Coast two minutes ago, some fucking <laughs> obscure game? <laughs>
1: Speaking of uh, gladiators, I saw something on TikTok the other day where Jet used to be on some game show, where... Game
0: Master, yeah,
1: and she was some sexy dominatrix giving out game advice. She was the game's mistress. Oh, yes, she was.
2: Yeah, she was also on uh, Finders Keepers with uh, Neil Buchanan. I don't know what that is.
0: No, you've lost me on that one. Yeah, she...
2: it was. A... You look it up later. I mean, Neil Buchanan, no rock suit, rock guitarist superstar. Um, but apparently, Dean's auntie knows Diane Newdale. <laughs> so Dean is really, meta. yeah.
1: Well, who knows Jet? That's all I want to know. That's
0: who that is. Oh, what? Oh, that's, that's a real it. name. Yeah, that's yeah. Real. yeah we, we need to um, have a word and see if we can get her on. Or, can we um, get her on,
1: students? It would be fucking awkward. Yeah. Well, we never said anything in, in, uh, incriminating yet. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's it would just be us three staring at our screens while she spoke for an hour. Oh. And yeah. Oh, I remember Finders Keepers. Finders Keepers, where they used to run around a mocked-up household, yeah, and yeah. try and find hidden stuff. I remember that. I just don't remember the name of it.
1: Gladiator's legend Diane Udall realised she can still fit into her jet costume. That is good news. That's that is excellent reporting that is from the Daily Mail. yeah. Oh.
0: Hard-hitting information. It's what everyone needs to know.
2: <laughs> she wouldn't be able to once I'd finished with her. Oh shit! <laughs> j- oh shit! J- yeah, well, does she know about fifty odd? She's got to be older than that.
3: Uh,
0: I'm not sure. To the she... Google machine, she is fifty-two. Yeah, and still whopper. Incredible.
2: Yeah, so there's that thing today on Twitter, while well, they're about, would you date someone ten years younger and or ten years older? You think, well, at this stage, then probably yeah. <laughs> but unlike the uh, the Twitter sensation from the, yesterday, but that, that's all in the past now. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, that that was a wild day on Twitter. <clears throat> anyway, that's very much dating this podcast. <laughs> all right, the podcast is going to be our top five favorite video game to film adaptations. Before we get into that, the film of the year so far, Jackass, is that right? Is that the best film we've seen this year? I, I think it very well may be my favourite, yes. Uh,
1: yeah, because Belfast was released in December 21, was it?
2: Not here.
0: No, I think it was actually the end of January when that one oh. was officially released in the UK.
1: Oh, okay. Um. Yeah yes, Jackass probably is, just on the basis that it was exactly what's needed at the exactly the right time, mm. wasn't it really? Um It was it was a massive relief to me as well because I thought it was gonna be really
0: shit. Yeah. The opening scene where the the penis dragon um Godzilla thing was going on I remember watching it thinking, oh, I'm going to fucking hate this film. I can see it now. <laughs> and then within seconds, I'm like, no, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I love it. it. It was just such a 180. Stu, what are you thinking? Best or worst film of the year yet? What, what is it?
2: it? It's the most entertaining film of the year. I mean, it, you were sat next to me after already seeing it once, and so you knew exactly what was coming. And I, my face was hurting. I mean, we went to the, <laughs> the Arsenal match on the night. And obviously there was nothing to cheer about there, but my face was still hurting at eight o'clock at night. Mm. And we'd watched it literally like 12 hours earlier. It was just piss funny, as as it has been for 20 years.
0: Mm. But I think you made a good point there, Matt, that it was the film that we sort of needed. Mm. I think I'd put in a tweet before about, like, the pandemic has been in three blocks, really. And they've associated with three sort of films or um, shows. So we had the Tiger King in the first one when everyone was locked up together and we we're all there watching it. We had um, Bo Burnham's Inside, which came out 12 months later, which was obviously about the struggles of being stuck inside. And then we had the Jackass movie when we starting to see the green shoots of, you know, mm-hmm. the, the new world almost. And it was just that scene, this group of men and the, the camaraderie and, when they were calling Johnny Knoxville captain and saluting, him. and it was just wonderful, <laughs> soul-affirming, brilliant.
1: Yeah, there is something oddly—I um, don't know—I don't know what it is about it. Heartwarming is probably too strong, but I think it goes back to like when you're kids and you can find joy in the absolute stupidest of things, but it means absolutely the most. That it could ever mean at that moment in time. There's an element yeah. of that to Jackass. I saw a funny tweet from like the the new Preston Lacey, the massive fat guy who's tattooed. Jackass, yeah. And uh, basically, he said, "I left a career. Uh, I left a qualification at MIT. To <laughs> yeah. Jackass. Like he's like I'm a clever guy.
0: <laughs> Incredible. And I remember the very first episode of Jackass that I saw was the Cup Test. Mm. So for them to own that." this film again. It was such a wonderful, taking me right back to the very beginning of my whole experience of Jackass. I, I properly loved it. I think I say film, like it's a pure film, it's like a one star, but it's an experience. It's a six stars, like it's fucking brilliant. I really, really enjoyed myself.
1: That pogo stick, it's got to oh. be oh. Oh. nice. I'll just leave it at that for those who haven't seen it, but... Christ me, that had me all sorts of wrong.
0: It was horrendous, wasn't it? Mm, it was. Stu, <laughs> anything stick out for yourself?
2: Well, nothing will be sticking out after the pogo stick, will you? <laughs> yeah. That the, the cup testing, I mean, when when there was, when he was the, just the look of sheer horror on his face when he said you said it was a lightweight. <laughs> and <laughs> or away or wherever it was. And then he came out and he was saying about how his punching stats and how, how high up he is in the world records. You know, I don't need to know that right now. And um, It was one of them things where as, like, within minutes of walking out, you're trying to remember, because there was so much again, hmm. trying to remember certain parts. And it like been a week removed from it now. Like, you suddenly just think of something else that happened in it. Like, yeah. like the... um. The guy's dad, the, the, the criminal man, who was just having a <laughs> having a vulture on his arm for no for no reason at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dark Shark was something Dark of a Shark. bit of a hero in that film. Like <laughs> he was an absolute pussy, considering he's like ex criminal gangbanger, but he was shit scared of everything. But I loved how they bigged him up, and it just felt like such a community thing that they had there. I yeah. think it was really such a wonderful movie. I can't wait for. Jackass four point five, which is gonna or four and a half, which is gonna be on Netflix in the next couple of months.
3: Mm. So it'll be
0: all the other stuff that they've filmed. So I'm really looking forward to seeing more of it now. Right, so that's Jackass out of the way. Before we get into the video game adaptations, I think we need to just talk a little bit about our gaming love, really, because I know we mention it occasionally, but we've never had a proper conversation.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've got five questions for you that I want to know. First up is, what was your first games console, Stu?
2: ZX Spectrum. The f- the second one with the rubber keys. Because um, there was two models. So there one with a, a built-in tape deck and the second one with rubber keys and a separate tape cassette tape deck. Mm-hmm. Um, took 10 minutes to load. It was all shit. Um, <laughs> but as a four or five-year-old, as I must have been at the time, it's all we had I mean they got it from um, they got it from someone dad knew at work and it was like uh, he was throwing it out and we thought well, well we'll try you on this see if you like this kind of thing
3: mm-hmm. So like, they ain't got
2: a fucking clue are they they don't know um, and because I was the, the oldest in all of us it was in late 80s here mm-hmm. in Wolverhampton it's not going to be the, it's not going to Silicon Valley is it so it worked <laughs> So yeah, so it went from Spectrum and then to Snares and then PlayStation and so on. But yeah, ZX Spectrum with Dizzy Down the Rapids and things like that.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: I had that. I had the the Spectrum was my first before I moved on to the Nintendo and cartridges and everything. The the only things I can remember was a game called Bomberjack, which I absolutely adored. Yeah. And there was a Rupert game, and that's literally all I can remember <laughs> about it. But yeah, Spectrum was I think it was a very good sort of grounding into the world and then obviously everything's just gone a mile a minute ever since then. Matt, what was your first?
1: I had an Amiga.
0: Okay, yeah, some yeah.
1: kind of keyboard game floppy disk thing, I think. This is like I was barely able to remember that, but then my first like with a pad was the Master System 2, Class. which I absolutely loved. I like we didn't have the money or I like to get the Mega Drive. So when everyone else was playing the Mega Drive, I was still slumming it with the Master System too.
2: Is that the one with um, Alex Kidd
1: built in? I think the I think the two had one of the Sonics built in. Oh,
2: that was a better option.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I like that Matt was retro before retro was cool as
1: well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the hidden, on the hidden hipster, <laughs> I'm lurking amongst the shadows.
0: That's it. So. What's your favourite game franchise then, Matt? Um, as a franchise, that's
1: really tough because my favourite game of all time is Bioshock. Without I don't have to think I don't even have to think about it. But Bioshock <laughs> 2 is one, is a big, a big DLC to Bioshock. And Bioshock Infinite, I was only having this conversation with TK yesterday, is not the same kind of game at all, really. Um then, so as a franchise, as a franchise, probably Gears of War.
3: Mm, okay, um,
1: consistently good games. Some Virgin on great and fantastic. Felt it. It was my f- the first kind of like cover based shooter that I'd played, and the multiplayer was excellent as well. Um, but as an individual game, it would be the first Bioshock.
0: What about you, Stu? I imagine you're more retro with this. Um... I think- I'd expect you to go a bit, back a little bit rather than something modern.
2: There's probably an answer for both of them points. Because mm. I mean, it's like a copy saying, Mario, but Mario is the first game I really remember properly playing to death. Because mm. uh, I'm Super Mario All-Stars for the SNES. So you had then four games and then Super Mario World, as well as Starwing and whatever, Star Fox it turned into later on. So Mario was all I knew for a long, long time.
3: Mm.
2: And then obviously Mario 64 and then Sunshine. But I didn't have an N64. Mark had one. So I never really played Sunshine and stuff like that. So it was a long time between playing Mario games in the past (laughs) and then playing them again now. And I got a 3D collection last year played. That's death as well. So I'm actually not going to go that way. I'm going to have to go. Uncharted. It's going to have to be. I mean, they all all six games, including the that one and the new um, the Lost Legacy version and um, the Vita one, which no one ever talks about, even though it does count. Mm. A bit like that with Gears of War, as a it's not really well. He kind of is a cover shooter in a way, I suppose, um, but it's just fun schlocky silliness. Mm. they're not too long they don't take themselves seriously the writing's great acting's brilliant so as a a modern franchise it would have to be uncharted legacy wise mario
3: Mm.
0: i'm pretty similar to yourself there like my my legacy is mario i will always go back to a mario game even now i will go on to super mario world and i will have to complete all all of the levels, find all of the second exits on every single stage. <laughs> I need to get like the was it ninety four? Was it for some reason the level count went to ninety four rather than hundred? But he'd never told you it was a level count; it just looked like it was a percentage. I think the only one I haven't ever played was the Wii U game. I've got I've played all of the other Mario's, oh, and I absolutely adore it.
3: But oh, the Wii, Wii
2: U one, yeah. The Wii, yeah. I played that one either. No, I never got the Wii or... U. That's silly machines stranded forever until they they finally bring it across.
0: Yeah. Uh, The modern one is probably the Batman series, the the Arkham Mm. games. Like It's not very often that I return to a game, to be perfectly honest, but I've gone back and I've redone um, Batman a few times. Like I I enjoy playing it, and even though I've got 100% on it a few times, Mm. I still want to go again, and I, I think that's the mark of a good game, that it draws you back, even though you've done everything you pretty much can do on the game.
1: Arkham Knight was sensational. Really fantastic, I thought. I
0: I loved it. Like some people didn't like it because I think the twist of who the Arkham Knight was was a little bit obvious, but
3: uh,
0: it like it was the journey, not the destination for me with oh, that yeah. game. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, next question is what game are you playing currently? Stu
2: um In Between Guardians of the Galaxy. And well, PS you've had that one, have you? Oh, it's fucking class. It's 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 effectively the game version of what the
0: film was. Okay. I've seen some clips of it on Twitch. It does look fun. It really does. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. It is
2: fun. It's pure fun. And I was saying before, I've bought Spec Ops The Line um, on Xbox to play that again because I haven't played it optimised. Yeah. I haven't played it properly for a long time. But, yeah, I, I have downloaded the... Um, the 4K upgrade for Uncharted, um, the Legacy of whatever it is, the um, the Lost Legacy DLC, which turned into a full game, which I never played. So the last one, mm. um, which is shorter than the others. So, but because I'd, I'd finished four, and it was like, well, this is going to be the last one. I don't want to play it yet. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And so I, I deliberately didn't play it for ages. And I thought, well, it's been upgraded now, so I might as well. So yeah, so Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Uncharted: Lost Legacy.
0: Matt, what about yourself?
1: Well, we're coming to the end of the Ultimate Team game cycle where my Xbox just becomes an Ultimate Team playing device. Um, <laughs> I have also been playing, because I'm a 32-year-old man-child, um, i got a Switch for Christmas. Um, so I'm playing Mario Odyssey at the moment, which is a ridiculously fun game. It's class. It really is, but... <clears throat> It's good because, like, you've got as much you can fly through the game. It's really easy. It's not challenging in the least to just complete the game. But actually, I know if I want to hundred percent it, I'm in for a bit of a slog. I'm going to have to like learn how to how to master this game to do it, um, which is also quite you know fun. What isn't fun is the fact that I understand I'm I'm now on the rapid decline in my Mario Kart skills at a, t- at a time in mm-hmm. my life. No feat was too difficult for me on Mario Kart. Like I'm I'm three starring everything on every level on the on double dash on the GameCube. I'm not gonna lie, I was incredible. But on this (laughs) bugger, I just cannot fucking do it for love nor money. I'm terrible at it. Like on like 200 cc trying to like three star every every (laughs) Grand Prix. It's not (laughs) happening. I'm giving up I'm giving up that venture before I've really tried.
2: Another 48 tracks coming soon. I know. I couldn't Can't believe
1: wait. it. Well, I didn't know that 3D one existed, Stu. I was about to ask you, can I play Sunshine anywhere on the Switch? Yeah. Um, because Sunshine was brilliant.
0: Um, Proper underrated. It was almost one of like the hidden Mario games, that one, for some reason. Mm. I'm, I, I don't I assume... know if it's because the, the system wasn't massively successful compared to... What mm. came before and after it? But, I assume
1: know, uh, Paper Mario is available
2: in some form, Stu. Is it? Yeah, I th- yeah, yeah. It'll be on the. Um, I presume it'll be on the uh, SNES thing, will we? I mm. presume.
0: I believe so. Yeah, I think it's got one and two on there, but isn't the- Didn't they do another one for the Switch fairly recently? Um, the Origami King, Paper Mario, as well. So I think it's something that they're still.
1: Gonna tell you about um, quick, you quick, um, quick sidebar. How I thought my switch was broken um, when I first <laughs> had it because Sam Sam bought me the little adapt. Sam bought me the um, the steering wheel adapter thing, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not turning this. But there must be some really bad drift because I didn't realise it. It had a motion sensor in it. I just thought it was a fun tool. Like it just didn't make it, and I didn't realize it had motion set. So I was constantly like lifting, going to one side because I kind of just sat on the floor playing at an angle, and I was like, "This, this stick drifts all over the place." So this is what a shit console. This is. I we'll have to take this back, and then I didn't realize I'd set it to like motion activated. So I was like, "What, what wizardry is this? This is incredible." Because I've never like played VR or anything. So um, the fact that I've got a controller that like is motion sensitive is like a revelation to me. <laughs>
0: world-breaking. Yeah,
2: Mario 3D All-Stars is on Amazon for £51. £51!
1: 51 That's the thing about the Switch. The games retain their value. Like, yeah,
2: yeah It's exactly the same as it was when it launched. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's yeah. mad. It's dear-do. Uh, I'm currently playing a game called Death Squared. Uh, it's basically a puzzle game where you control a box on a screen and you've got to move the box around and get it into a certain space but you might have to use both boxes to like shield each other to move them around. It's a bit like uh, Thomas Wasn't Alone. Is that the yeah, game? Yeah, of, was yeah, yeah. I, I wanted a, a new puzzler because I'm partway through redoing the Arkham games, funnily enough. So I wanted something to break up between Arkham City and Arkham Origins. So I thought this, this would be a fun little game to get through. And it's very similar in that they've got a voiceover. It's an American guy. It's not. Marcus Brigstock, I think, who's on the um, Thomas was alone game, and it's it's an American version of it. So it's quite funny. Hmm. But I'm really, really enjoying that at the moment.
2: No, Thomas was alone was the. Um... Oh, it's not that. He was. A, he's a guy from. He's been on loads of things. Why is he? It's he's, he's completely on my head now. You he had a podcast
0: as well. Danny Wallace. Yeah, Danny Wallace. Danny Wallace. Yeah. Yeah, like Danny Wallace, um, his book, Fuck You Very Much, I think it's called. It's really good. It just talks about being polite to people and not being a cunt, basically. Excellent, really good book. I think is what it's called.
2: It's amazing how you still manage to hipsterise gaming as well.
0: (laughs) It's not hipsterising it. It's just, I just needed something to break up the Batman games. Like, that's basic beach stuff if it's Batman. I just needed something to break it up. (laughs) um next question your favorite genre of game so what's your go-to if you're in a store you don't know what you want platform sports what matt
1: i think i'm going um light fps rpg so like like a bioshock like a game that has some form of uh, elements of character progression in terms of like whether that be collecting xp and then just kitting out your player with skills and stuff like that um. yeah, first person, but with an RPG elements is usually my, usually my go-to. If not, th- then a straight-up RPG like Oblivion, Elder Scrolls, something like that I do enjoy as well. Mm.
0: Yeah. I like a, a role-playing game. I, I don't like the first person, though. As you both mm. know, and I don't know if I've said on here, I don't know if it's like a travel sickness kind of thing, but if I play it for more than an hour, I start to feel really sick. And I don't know if it's that looking through the eyes of the character you are so it looks like you're moving, but you're not. It just it sends me fucking looping. I can't play those games, so I need to have a third person view. I need to be like behind Batman,
3: to yeah,
0: be yeah. in his cape and coat. Stu, about yourself?
2: That Batman game in VR, where you actually are, you actually put his cape and coat on. Um, that is pretty ama- amazing feeling, and you you don't have to move that much in that one either. So you might not have a uh, have a sicking fit. <laughs> Probably third person action adventure games like Uncharted, Tomb Raider, um, things like that. Like Guardians, Guardians is the same. Third person over the shoulder kind of I mean, that's why I really should play Gears of War. I <laughs> I've had it for over a year now, that, that series S yes, and it's well.
1: Yeah, it's pretty scandalous that you haven't, to be fair.
2: Yeah. But I know I know what happened though. I'll play I'll play it and then I wanna play all. And then I'll, I won't play oh, anything I, else for the rest of the year.
1: That's fine because I'll co-op them all. We could blast them through like super quick.
2: Yeah, but if if, if not that, then it'll be it, well. It would have been PES before they ruined it all and took it away from me. Um, <laughs> so no, I can't play any football games anymore. So it'll probably be uh, Gran Turismo when that comes out. Mm. It's my uh, it's my relax relaxing game when it, when it's not Forza or things like that. Mm-hmm. it'll be some kind of silly driving game just to, uh, to chill out with
0: Sounds good And finally, what video game would you like to see adapted either into a film or into a TV series or whatever you want Stu? Uh,
2: it kind of happened last week <laughs> um, I don't know anymore because I don't like this stuff <laughs> <laughs> Amazing since this is the, the, the uh, topic of the week Um We've got, we've had the main ones, haven't we? So something, something completely weird, like, like,
3: um, like Journey Parappa.
2: wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, but only Parappa <laughs> and Jamalami and all them kind of things. Have them as some kind of weird kind of out there anime style, short, um, like 22 minute episodes per week, something like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be, that'd be nice. Um, the Castlevania series is already great anyway on Netflix. If you have seen that, go and check mm. it out anyway. Don't need any prior knowledge. So it, it probably would be something like I mean, we've we've had a Tomb Raider two lots of Tomb Raider films, so you couldn't really do that again. So you know what, Detroit Become Human would be a good series, which mm. would m- fix that thing that was on, we've talked about before that was on Netflix that I was bored of. Um, that was kind of set in the future.
0: Oh shit, Altered Carbon. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Okay. S-
2: similar kind of vibes to that, but the whole kind of AI gone rogue. Mm. If they, they did something with that, which who knows, they might do. And the, the game's great anyway. I mean, you, sh- you should have that anyway, free.
0: Yeah, I have, yeah. Uh, I think I would go for a either a film or a TV series, something very small and low key. Have either of you two ever played Unravel? No. It's an EA game, so if you've got the EA... Packs... Oh, yeah,
2: with, with Yarny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just this small little woollen creature thing. And, and if I remember correctly, the the woman who creates these little yarnies, um, she passes away and it's about him sort of coming to terms with the death of her. And it's just a bit of an existential crisis played out through a woollen creature. And it's kind of really heartwarming and moving at the same time. And quite action-adventury, even though you can't really do anything with the character other than run and jump. It's just a lovely little story that I think could translate quite well into a, a small, like hour-long feature episode of something on on Netflix. I'd love to see something like that. It's completely different to the norm.
2: Yeah, it's on. Um, it's on Game Pass, Matt. That and mm. the sequel. Mm, okay. It's very, it's very much like Ori.
1: Well, I was just about to say, um, mine would be um, Ori: Will of the Wisps. Um, to be fair, like it's probably the greatest game you've never played for the vast majority of people because I didn't know it existed until about a year ago, and it's 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 up there as a master. It's a masterpiece. Um, it's a really fun, rewarding game that is um, a bugger to play. It's hard in parts. Feels very yeah. good when you do it. Got a great story behind it as well, and like a, a re- like a good message for kids in there as well. The two, the, two of the games that are being made into um, films, one being BioShock, which I'll—that is a midnight release for me—or however I've got to see it, it. I'm so looking forward to it. It's unbelievable. Um, and Metal Gear Solid. Um, the problem with the Metal oh, Gear course. Solid world is it's so it's so vast. It's, it's where do you start with Metal Gear? Really, um, you probably just need to do a retelling of the first one. Um, just to gauge the water on how it is, but they'll probably go down like the Phantom Pain route with it. To be honest, and have it more like, uh, uh, like uh, I can, that story that that is probably e- more easily tellable. I think.
2: Who um, no, you'd have a snake?
1: They were on about having Han Solo as snake. Surely was cast. Um. Oh.
0: Harrison Ford or No No. <laughs> I was going to say Eldon whatever his face is, the kid. I can't remember it. Elden, i I oh, fuck. I can't remember.
2: And the, the the people's champion should get him and Sebastian in Sebastian Stan, just giving everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right then. Okay. So that's our love of games. So the rules. I've got to be a sticker on this one. It has to be a video game which you can actually play, adapted into a film. So, not one which is themes of video games. So, no Free Guy, no Tron, no Willy's Wonderland, Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet. If you've got any of those for your Unreal mentions, they are welcome, obviously, as long as they're tangential to the uh, to the theme. But we'll go in the table, five to two, honorable mentions, then give our numero unos. Right, okay. So, first up is myself, and I'm going with... Okay, so my five my rule is I've got to have played the game and seen the film. So if I haven't played the game, I can't put it in my list. So like these aren't good films, but they're films that I sort of enjoyed.
2: I think my, I think that's not my rule, but that counts for me as
0: well. <laughs> so I'm starting off with Super Mario Brothers. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, it, it is awful. Like I can't deny it. It is not a good movie but I've got fond memories of going to the cinema and seeing it. And I think it may have been like the first big adaptation that I can remember in my lifetime and seeing this game that I'd spent fucking at that point, I must've spent days on playing it. Like it, it was very much part of my daily life. And finally seeing that up on the big screen was incredible. And I remember loving it as a kid and watching it back now. It kind of breaks my heart that it's not that same movie that I remember. I even remember buying on on cassette the almost unreal, the Roxette Roxette soundtrack to it. I loved it. I properly adored that movie. And then, of course, it sort of influenced this podcast in a way, that those boots that they wore there were then used in face-off in the prison scene. Yeah. So it's got its roots in this podcast, so I feel like I have to give it its props.
2: (laughs) I, um, I did have the figures as well from that film. Really? Yeah.
0: Fantastic like it, there's nothing Mario about it in <laughs> retrospect like Bowser wasn't like that, the Goombas weren't massive dudes with tiny heads, it didn't make any sense at all, whole premise of the movie it's fucking nuts but fuck it I love it <laughs> I've got no argument I'm afraid on that one Matthew you're up next please
1: uh, my number five is "DoA" Dead or Alive.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the sim- for the simple reason. Short review: Holly Valance, Jamie Presley. I'm a young, horny little monkey. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, and it had it had um, serial injury specialist Kevin Nash, was also in it. It's basically. <laughs> near 90 minutes of Kung Fu with women with very little clothes on and just a guilty pleasure action romp that at the time, like 2006 when it was released, you know, it's pretty much the only thing I really cared about was, was watching Jamie Presley in any capacity, to be honest. So that's why it's my I mean, that's all you can
0: ask for, isn't it? Really? Yeah. What more do you
2: need? I remember being really annoyed at this film (laughs) Mainly because the the main part of the games was not present at all,
0: <laughs> right?
2: And we all know what that is, and it was the boob physics from the games. <laughs> that's what that. That's no, no. Let's let's let's, no, let's, no, let's, let's
1: go back. Let's this take is a what... step back. Let's take back a step too. There's no. We all know
2: like <laughs> <laughs> we all know dead or dead or, dead or, dead or alive games are any good. Because the, they had gravity boobs in them. And it was the first time they jiggled in a game ever. And that's why, that's why you had spin offs with volleyball and all this kind of stuff. You go and look at "Put Dead or Alive in Google and see what happens. Other than, <clears throat> the, other than that weird bloke, I can't remember the, um, the name of it, the minute, Pete Burns. Um, Dead or Alive game, tits will be the next thing, guaranteed. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what them games were for boot physics and obviously casting them ladies they weren't blessed in that department but nevertheless
0: I mean it's well established my love of Holly Lance and the only reason it didn't make it into my list is I don't think I've ever played the game so that's the only reason it's not there I applaud the choice though Mass I really do <laughs> thank
2: you I'm here to
1: please Stu-
0: <laughs> Stu, your number five, please, mate. So it's Oliver Lance.
2: Um, mine were films that I just enjoyed, that entertained me. Because there was no way, you can't say any film on this list is that, ah, it's good. It's a low <laughs> bar, isn't it? Yeah. So look, I went with films I remember watching, coming out and being re- entertained by. So my um, fifth pick is Need for Speed. G- played them neither game, speed games for years and years on end over multiple different machines you had Aaron Paul coming straight out breaking bad we're already in the uh, in the, the grip of the uh, Fast and Furious universe as well this is the the ugly stepchild of the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise <laughs> it's a bit around the bush that's exactly what it is it's not a good film of course um, but it was fun enough I mean it is them games I mean they've they've kind of turned into a parody of Fast and Furious anyway now with them. yeah. So but at the time they weren't that you had most wanted and hot pursuit and that kind of thing. And and this was someone framed joining doing a, a street racer who was framed joining a race to save himself, basically. So and it was what it was. I mean I came out thinking that was pretty good. And I I own it over there. I bought it on DVD, on Blu Ray and I've, I've watched it a few times since then. Still shit, but
0: <laughs> it's entertaining enough. Mm. I, I haven't seen it to be honest. Like I like the games that, as you say, they're Fast and Furious in game form. Like, yes. It's perfect for me. It's they're great fun that you can just stick on and quite easily lose a day just driving around some strange little town. They're great fun. Brilliant. Okay, my number four is Doom.
1: <laughs> Matt my number four is also Doom We're doomed.
0: I, I love Doom like I mean obviously big fan of The Rock said several times before I think that if The Rock is in a film which is automatically at least three stars and this is a three star film because the rest <laughs> of it is shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it- I saw saw somebody um, write something about Doom, which I thought was quite excellent. It says, it's really fun to watch good actors being given bad movies. And that's actually, (laughs) couldn't be more true about this. I mean, listen, you've got The Rock. This is early into his acting career, this, before he, I mean, let's be honest, he doesn't have films of a lot of depth now, truth be told. Um, But, you know, you've got Carl Urban, you've got Golden Globe winner Rosamund Pike, in there, do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. some, there is some chops in this film, um, but it's just a, it's just, it's just aliens, isn't it? With a bit more swearing, maybe. I don't know. It's like, it's just a fun romp, isn't it? And then you've got to talk about the first person section towards the end, which at the time <laughs> was just the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen. I was like, what on yeah. fucking earth is going on here? We it's cheered fun. it really
0: yeah (laughs) it's one of the worst things i've seen in a film like it's completely out of context and weird as fuck and if you don't know the game imagine watching that film without having played the game you are like, what the fuck are they doing this to me (laughs) (laughs) it's so bizarre and of course as well they changed the name of the bfg the big fucking gun to the what was it the bioform gun i'm like what are you doing come on guys like it's a proper swing and a miss but the rocks in it, so that's just enough to get it on the list. Unfortunately, hmm. that's how low the bar is.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stu, your number four, please.
2: Resident Evil, the Excellent. first one, no. not the not the new one, whatever. And um, the one. Have you seen C- the new one? Yeah, uh, raccoon. Um, is it raccoon city? Is that what it's called? The new one.
3: Uh, the one from like
2: the one from the end of, la- end of last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It was all right. It, hmm. it was exactly what I expected it to be.
0: Welcome to Raccoon City. Yeah, yeah. welcome to Raccoon yeah, yeah, that's the one. It's all right. So my number three is also another rock film. It is Rampage. Oh, it's, it's weirdly got a bit of heart to it. Like I genuinely cared for the big ape that The Rock loves in it. <laughs> that's all I've got to say about this film because there was not a great deal else. Going for it. It was kind of nice. That that's it, that's everything. Like what more can you say about the movie? It's based on a, a game that has got absolutely zero depth. You basically control a Gaijin and then it destroys the buildings. That's it. Like there's there's nothing I don't understand, like the film the film couldn't have really gone anywhere other than what they did with it, I don't think. So they made something decent out of Paper mache basically because there's no substance to the actual video game,
1: yeah. Matt.
0: Your number three.
1: So, my uh, number three is also Resident Evil. Um, so Stu, you, you, you go first, my friend. Are you chomping at the bit?
2: It's just time and place thing again that you're coming off the back of things like Underworld and that kind of era. Um and you know, think CG blockbusters of, of middling quality. And then we'd all played the game at this point and all been scared by the dog in the window and whatever. and Or people who were too young who didn't. Um, so then this came out and we thought, well, okay, it's got Sir Colin Salmon in, so it's automatically going to be brilliant. And then for it to come out and be absolutely nothing like the game at all... <laughs> <laughs> didn't really matter that much. Because the story that it had worked for me. It, it worked and it, it was you had you had obviously you had the zombies in it and you had certain villains. Um that is the only one that I remember I've, I think I've seen the second and third, but all I will one day go and watch them all now. Now it's all finished. The uh Milojovich compendium or however many there are. But it was non it was again, silly bollocks that was entertaining for the source material that they had at the time before zombies were cool. Mm. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And the and the bit where he gets cut to pieces with lasers, but it's spoilers. Um that laser scene was brilliant at the time. It really was. It like that, at the time, I was like, oh my God, this
1: is incredible. This is the height of filmmaking. <laughs> like, <laughs> at, at the time. Um, yeah, exactly the same for me. Um, much like Dead or Alive, um, <laughs> I was a horned little monkey. And, um,
3: <laughs> and
1: and I very much liked uh, Mila Jovovich. Um but what I did like about Resident Evil is it slung um, Slipknot into the mainstream as well. So, Iowa had not long come out. Um, it got to number one in the UK album charts, helped by the fact that they did the new Abuse mix of My Plague, which is one of the... I think it's the song when the when the dogs get out of the cages as it's playing. Um so basically slung not into the mainstream as well it's just a it's just, it, yeah it was nothing like the games it's, it's not there's nothing survival horror really about it but it was very it was very fun um and it was the great promising start to uh, to a franchise
0: i don't think i've seen any of the sequels i've seen the first one and that was it And I watched it on like a dodgy pirate as well. Uh,
2: Everyone had that video.
0: Yeah, it was like back when you you used to have two VCRs next to each other and kept just like recording off the one. (laughs) So the quality of it was fucking appalling by the time it got to you. But yeah, that's the only time I've ever seen it. I I wasn't a huge fan. I don't think I'd actually played the game at that point. It wasn't until later that I'd played it. it. It didn't really mean anything to me. And then the... The sequels just never grabbed me, so I never never really got into that one, unfortunately. I feel looking back I probably something I would have got into had I have known the game a lot better at that point, mm. but never did unfortunately. Stu number three for you, please.
2: And it's the uh, newcomer on the scene, uncharted. Which I know you're chomping at the bits to talk about this one as well. Um Yeah, well like I mentioned I mentioned earlier how it's Probably my my favorite franchise of all of all of them. Um, Every gaming franchise going. I just I love them games. Ever since the first moment I played the first one, you know you go back now and it's dodgy as fuck. But this film was. I expected it to be absolutely awful. (laughs) Everything we'd heard about it was awful. Tom Holland saying talking about it the way he did in the in the build up was like, well, this is not the Nathan Drake that we know anyway. So. They've got this wrong. Mm. But saying that, as I always say with these things, it's it clearly says at the start, based on. It's not a retelling. It is not scene for scene remake. It is based on the characters by Sony Interactive Entertainment, whatever. So I thought from knowing the games like I do, I thought they did a pretty good job with what they had, and they clearly say that it was set before the games anyway if you want to take it like that. I just didn't completely enjoy myself from start to finish. Yeah, it's not the best film in the world, of course it's not. And some of the set pieces are, how much you hated it, Uh, the set pieces are pretty stunning, some of them. It's not ruining them. Um, Knowing how they are kind of it's like a remix of four of the games, and they're kind of all out of sync, um, where they put them. But as a kind of Jungle Cruise, National Treasure genre film, it's a nice compliment to them. And that's all I, I could have asked for. But I really enjoyed it, and I'm going to see it again when this comes out.
3: On
0: your own, or...? Well, No. Are you being dragged with someone else to go and see it?
2: Well, I got asked if I wanted to go and see it again. I said, Well, of course I am. Okay,
0: that's fair enough. Oh, I mean, I saw it today. Um, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Like, nothing happens. It's it <laughs> such an empty glass of a movie. Like, it's not even half full. It's just, it's empty. There's nothing there. It's instantly forgettable, I thought, to be perfectly brutally honest with you. I, mean, I don't have any skin in this fight. I don't know the games. So I don't know if that colours your opinion of it at all, Stu. Maybe if it wasn't based on the game, do you think you'd still have that same feeling towards it?
2: I was thinking... Mm, there's people who I've spoke to who've seen it, who, and like that podcast that you sent me, whatever that was called, of mm. um, people who, who never played the games, enjoyed it more <laughs> for that reason, because... You people, these people get obsessed with everything, don't they? no, it's not, the same. yeah. Um, but there's so many like people like my mom who she saw this trailer without without. so I knew what had happened. If I'd said, Oh, look, this is based on a PlayStation game, she, she instantly saying she don't want to watch it. So, it showed, without showing her any context, I showed her the trailer. She, Oh, are you gonna watch that? I'll come with you. I you mean, know, that it might be a third time if she wants to go. Um, <laughs> But she was she was well up for it. I mean, we, we don't get these films very often anymore, do we? Really, these yeah. kind of like old, also matinee adventure kind of saga thing films. So, I think for people who who just see the trailer for what it is, and without all the PlayStation stuff attached, which a lot of the posters don't have anything relevant to PlayStation on them, probably <laughs> for that reason, it might work in its favour. Mm. more so I than, yeah, and that, that's one where you, you two slagging it off all week, saying, oh, it will never make its money back. I actually do think it will, and when it launches in America, well, would have launched in America by the time this comes out. We'll see what that number is, because I'm pretty confident it's going to be higher, higher than you think.
0: They're speaking, they reckon it's going to be 30 to 35 million opening weekend in the States. I think it's already opened there, um, so they're expecting 30 to 35 million, which isn't great, to be perfectly honest. But, I mean, obviously, as I just said, I don't have any skin in this game. I don't really care for the, the franchise. So if it doesn't work, it's not it's not going to affect me personally, to be perfectly honest. I don't like Marky Mark. I think he's a really boring <laughs> actor. And I've got to be honest, I don't really think Tom Holland's all that either, if I'm being, you know, brutal about things. I think Tom Holland is just a British younger version of Marky Mark. <laughs> so put them together on screen and it's it's just emptiness for me. The whole thing was really predictable of every fucker turned on every fucker at least twice in this movie. And you can see it coming a mile off. And it just, I was just really deflated. I had low expectations, so it didn't need to be great to pass them. And it didn't even like reach the bare minimum required for that. I was so bored for most of it. And there was parts where I can only assume they tried to tie into the game. When he puts on that um, the gun holster, mm-hmm. there's a bit where he's falling. You he can see his arms moving, but you're looking through his eyes. There's bits that look like they try to tie into gamey stuff, but not knowing the game, it meant nothing to me. So I was a bit cold on that. And like, why are you doing it? Who was that cunt who was on the beach?
2: Northern North. It's the voice
0: actor. That was no oh, okay. I don't think I've ever seen his face. But like, just sticking him in there, I'm like, oh, fuck's this. That's just weird. You've taken me out of the movie. Like, it, it, it didn't take much because there wasn't much of a movie there, but that weird little interstitial that came out of nowhere and completely disturbed the flow of the movie.
2: Yeah, because if you had no context, what he says makes no sense at
0: all. <laughs> no, none. So, if...
2: yeah, that's what when he when he puts the gu- the gun holster on, and that you get the music, the musical change the, that music is from the game.
0: Okay, right. So it does sound like it was fan service to those who like the game. Not knowing the game, it meant nothing to me. So as a film experience, I thought it was quite poor, to be perfectly honest. Matt, are you going to be going to see it? Tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, no, probably not. There's, there's not enough hours in the day to go see something that really doesn't get my juices flowing, unfortunately. Mm. um. If, like, I find myself, if for some reason I suffer a a horrific injury in which (laughs) I I can't go to work, but for some reason I can still go to the cinema and have a few days off, then yes, I'll go see it.
2: Um, You you should watch this first instead of Pair of the Dog. Let's just put that out there. Pair of the Dog's incredible.
1: Power of the Dog doesn't look like he's going to do anything for me. either,
2: to be, if I'm perfectly honest, I think he would like it. He'll knock you out, you like it. knock really you out really for two that. hours. That's what it will do.
1: I mean, I, like, like I say, I'm, I'm fully embracing my middle-aged tendencies now because I just want to go see Death on the Nile. To be honest, um, do you know what I mean? Like, give me a bit of Poirot. I want a bit of Branner in my life.
0: I see. I've not seen the the train one. The Orient Express. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I don't really have much interest in this one. And then the reviews have sort of soured me against it too,
1: mm, to be honest. Yeah, they've not been mm, great, but
0: No. Anyway, back to games. Where were we? Uh Stu, you've just given us your third set. So my second no. And that is Tomb Raider. It was alright. <laughs>
1: well, Which one? It, it,
0: the not the Angelina Jolie ones. I've got to be honest, I've never really got the popularity of Angelina Jolie. I don't think she's that good an actor. I I don't, never really got it with her. I am a fan of Valencia Vicanda. Everything I've seen her in, she's been at least decent in it. And she was decent in this. Compared to the original films, these felt, you know, so much more realistic than what we were used to. It was that sort of over-the-top, almost cartoon-esque, and then they completely transformed it into a sort of modern-day, almost Indiana Jones, but not not quite to that level. Well, nowhere near that level, because it's just a fine film. And, well, and just... the films are so bad when it comes to this genre that fine is good enough to get onto this list right now. Th- they were interesting. Like, I liked the games that that one is based on as well, that the one that's tied into it. I think that did help that I've got the knowledge of the game, and then played the, uh, and then watched the films. I, I did enjoy that that link up between the two. The acting in it throughout it was decent. I thought she was a very likable presence on the screen. I did want to see more, and I'm quite looking forward to the Obsidian. Is that the name of the new one, if I remember correctly? Which I think is due out next year. I mean, like there aren't many computer game to films that have made me want to see more. Tomb Raider absolutely did, so that's why it's second for me.
2: Yeah, I liked it. I liked it as well. Um, that The bit where... You know, the bit with the plane, the Nazi plane in the jungle. Yes. That's ripped straight from the first Uncharted game.
0: <laughs> oh, is it really?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, Proper
0: tense, though, isn't it, in that? Like, they, that you do genuinely worry that things are about to go sideways. I think they did really well with it.
2: Yeah, so I completely forgot about that, uh, that scene, and then they, they showed it in the... Um, would you... The the um buffering trailer for whatever the hell that is for in the cinema. Um it was uh, they were showing the family with that scene and then it buffers halfway through and it was like about illegal streaming or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um would you would you take this or whatever it is? Um but yeah as as Indiana as Tomb Raider was influenced by Indiana Jones and then Uncharted was influenced by Tomb Raider and then Tomb Raider it's a snake eats and it's own tail kind of situation <laughs> over and over again with with them. Lo- but yeah, I mean, I, I same. I enjoyed it um, for what it was. I and mean, as soon as I said it was going to be gritty like the the new the rebooty games, thought, well, it's not going to be cartoony with Daniel Craig, is it? So let's see what happens. But yeah, I mean, again, enjoyed it perfectly fine. It was just it was probably six or seven on mine.
0: Yeah, it's fair enough uh matt number two for you please uh would be
1: mortal kombat um from last year no not from last year from uh, 95 oh. i think is it 95 yeah i think it is um yeah. <clears throat> can i proceed i can't believe i can proceed yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is unprecedented I, I was convinced this would be on someone's list um basically at the I, watched, I didn't watch it at the time, but I watched it maybe three three years after it was released. It going through a time when my mum my and my dad uh, got divorced when I was about six or seven. So we'd go to his once a week, and we'd go to the corner shop, and we'd rent a film every Friday or whenever it was that we'd go around. But for some bizarre reason, even though I was about eight, nine years old, we'd exclusively rent 18s. Um, <laughs> so this came into a time when I'd watch – the Crow, Spawn, Mortal Kombat, <laughs> films like that. At, at about the age of eight or nine, um, and Mortal Kombat was just unbelievable. I couldn't, be- I couldn't get over how much I enjoyed this film. I remember finishing it. I remember it so vividly. Finishing the film, immediately getting up and just doing like karate kicks and chops, like in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of like the living room because it was. It just felt like it felt groundbreaking at the time. I just think, like, I've never seen, like, effects like it with Scorpion. i would never seen, like, this crazy world come together. And then the end, even though it's, like, it's super shit now, when you look back at the ending, and it's just, like, just setting up the next one, I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Like, it just, it was just an amazing experience at the time. Um, Now, not so much. But it was just, it was just, it was just, it transports me back to a really happy time where I was watching all these films for the first time that I was way too young to watch. Um mm. But it just brings back happy memories for me.
0: Mm. I, I remember loving it at the time. And as you say, you watch it back now and you think, how on earth did I ever like this movie? <laughs> but like, it, it is genuinely quite exciting, especially at that age. And because I would have been playing the game religiously at that point. So I was properly into it. I remember I bought it on... A pirated copy when I went to Blackpool for a day out. <laughs> and I got it home and the fucking video didn't work, did it? the robbing bastards. But yeah, I, I loved it. The, the second one was absolutely awful. One of the worst films I've ever seen. Yeah, with some it of the wasn't. with some of the worst CG like ever put to fucking film. Yeah. It's horrific. <laughs> uh, so Stu, your number two is one we're gonna jump over, but if you'd like to announce it.
2: Detective
0: Pikachu. Uh, so on to some honourable mentions. I've got three: um, Ready Player One and Ready Player Two. The books, not the film. They're obviously they they're sort of tied into specific video games dating back throughout like the last forty years worth of video games. It's such a absolute rip roar of a ride through these movies. Uh, sorry, through these books. They're incredible. I. I I'm not the quickest of readers and I managed to get through both of the books in like four days. They're nearly 400 pages and it was just a case of I couldn't put it down. I needed to finish it. And as soon as I finished one, I'd ordered the second book and, and that was done within like half a week. It was incredible. I enjoyed the film, but I'm glad I saw the film first because if I think it was the other way around, I'd have hated it because the film just doesn't touch the sides of the books. I should imagine because the books are, huge all-encompassing but they're incredible such a good read Um, High Voltage is a video game movie that wasn't a video game like uh, High Voltage is awesome it's basically um, Grand Theft Auto on film with Jason Statham it's bonkers loved it and the sequel's really good as well Um, and the last one is a film called Werewolves Within which I think was released last year it's available on Netflix now I've not played the video game, or I've never even heard of the video game before. But it's about a sheriff who goes to a small town. They get snowed in, and there's a werewolf on the prowl who starts picking people off. It's a comedy horror. Sam Richardson's in it. If you've seen Veep, you'll know his face. He's a very funny dude. It's a really great movie. And it would probably be my number one on this list if I'd have played the game. But that's the only reason it couldn't be. Matt, your are uh, under mentions, please.
1: Um, so, I mean, not fantastic, but I did enjoy the games. So, Max Payne. Um, the games at the time, I think it was like the first game I'd ever played that had bullet time in, I think. Or yeah. like a bullet time mechanic during the game. So, that was, um, that was pretty good. Uh, TV show, even though the second series is dull as dishwater, um, The Witcher. Um, first series of The Witcher was excellent, I thought. Um, and just because at the time... Because in-gaming, we've had this stupid, really tribalistic thing that um, it has got to be one or the other. You know, the most recent thing being Sony or Xbox. But I was always a Nintendo guy, so Sonic never did anything for me. So Sonic the Hedgehog would be an honourable mention for me because I was never that much into it when I was
2: a Ute. Steve? Um Mortal Kombat from last year. Because oh. I, as, I, as I said last year, I... However shit it was, I enjoyed it. And <laughs> you compare that to watching the original one now. I the as you both said literally five minutes ago, it doesn't hold up. The original one does not hold up now.
0: It's still better than that version <laughs> <shouldn't it? laughs>
2: But yeah, for some reason I, I enjoyed that that film. Um the one with Silent Hill
3: mm.
2: with the mm. Uh, Sean Bean. Which is very well. It's not the same as the game, or any of the games, really. Other than a, a few certain characters in the setting, it is. It's got the essence of it, and I thought actually, as a psychological thriller, and it wasn't that bad, and it wasn't good, but it was. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it wasn't that bad, and it was another one of them. I came out of it. I mean, I never saw the sequel, but came out of it thinking, "Hmm, okay." Yeah, with with obviously the Pierce de Resistance. I mean, you look at just looking at the cast, I mean, how how can it possibly fail? Matthew Lillard, Christiana Loken, John Reese davies Rayleigh Otter, Ron Perlman, and The Staith.
0: I think that is a decent cast. I would watch them in most things, to be perfectly honest.
2: The only problem (laughs) is directed by you, (laughs) Bowl.
0: <laughs> yeah that is an issue <laughs> in
2: in the name of the king a dungeon siege tale oh it's <laughs> i mean it, i haven't seen it since it came out and 2007 apparently looking at imdb um
0: oh lily sobieski, lily sobieski from yeah. um w yeah. Command yeah she's in there as well yeah I it's... watched it about three years ago.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> and it's like they've they're, they're been paid to go on like a, a role playing day. Mm. Oh, none of them are taking it seriously
0: whatsoever. They don't even give Statham's character a name. He's just referred to <laughs> as his job title as The Farmer. Right. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's so bad. And it's some... a long fucking film as well. I'm sure it's about four hours long. It's Two hours, seven
2: minutes. Oh, drags. Yeah. It's
0: horrendous.
2: It's still it's at three point eight on IMDb.
0: That's generous as well, isn't it? Let's be honest. God, I mean, looking on the uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, just for context of like the films we're discussing, last year's Mortal Kombat is the fourth highest ranked film on. Rotten Tomatoes for video game to movie adaptations. Mad that is. See, it? this- and it's fifty four percent. Like, and it's the fourth. So that's like the level we're at with these movies. Just horrific.
2: See, as I always say, there's more of my people than yours.
0: Ugh, not many.
2: Taste makers. That's what we are. Mm.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. That's where we are with these things. <laughs> Right, okay, so my number one is one we're going to skip over, and it is Sonic the Hedgehog. Matt? Uh,
1: so my number one um, is Stu's number two, I believe, so it is Detective Pikachu. Um, nice. Detective Pikachu was, I mean, I was, I was always looking forward to it. I was very much looking forward to it, actually, when it came out, but it's, it had that rare combination of being everything I wanted it to be, A complete nostalgia trip for all the right reasons. A film that couldn't grip a kid that might not have never seen Pokemon at all. And it was just in the right sweet spot where we weren't sick of Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) So it (laughs) it had everything really. I think it was just a really fantastic film. I absolutely loved it. And it ticked all the boxes for me, and I couldn't wait to watch it again. Like, I I had a real fun time watching it. Now, Pokemon for me was huge. Like, Pokemon... um, Well, I had blue. My brother had yellow for some weird reason. I don't know why he didn't have red. Um, Because we could have got 150 each. Um, And I just... just, Like, that was my first taste of multiplayer. Not proper multiplayer, but with the link cables and trading Pokemon with my next-door neighbour. And it was just... Pokemon was everything to me when I was younger. It was my first proper obsession, I think. And then for that to come into this film world and take me back on this pleasure cruise of a film and don't get me wrong. You know, it's had its incarnations of my Pokemon love over the years. Most recently with like Pokemon go, uh, um, which I put like a ridiculous amount of miles into like actual physical (laughs) miles. Um, It was just great. Detective Pikachu was just a really fun, unique and original film. I loved, I loved every second of it.
2: Yeah, exactly the same. I mean, I I had red. Um, I think Mark had blue. No one had yellow. For fuck's sake. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was the same thing. I mean, you're not that young, really, for when it, when it came out. So it was kind of, it was only that Power Rangers thing where I probably should have been too old for it, but Mm. who the fuck cares? Um yeah again I I went with Ethan and I mean, he was what he was 8 7 or 8 at the time having no real knowledge of pokemon whatsoever and he loved it as well as he loved it as a kids film as much as I loved it as a nostalgia trip and the fact that it was it was funny as well <laughs> which with Ryan Reynolds you kind of hope for but with game films you never expect and it worked And obviously, certain certain Pokemon appearing would have made no, wouldn't have done anything for the filthy casuals out there, but it did for us. So yeah, it was very high up, and that's why it was number two.
0: I don't know what Pokemon are. (laughs) I um, I didn't realise that that was actually based on a video game. Yeah, I, I assumed it was part of the the. The animated series. I didn't realise that that specific film was like it, it meant nothing to me. And I have tried to watch Detective Pikachu. I gave it about five minutes, and I wanted Ryan Reynolds to be Deadpool. I wanted him to say fuck because I think it's really funny to have this cute little thing with foul language, and he didn't. So I was like, I've turned it off, and I've never revisited it. But obviously, you both and. Our good friend Ash Dolan is a huge Pokemon fan as well. Like everyone says, how good it is, but it just it kind of meant nothing to me. Is this something that you need to be into the game no, to do, I, or is this? I, a... I don't think you do because I think it's
1: just a fun. It's a fun. It's a like a. It's a buddy cop movie, but just with a little yeah. yellow mouse as opposed to I was about to say <laughs> opposed to the black guy. But it's that's not. It's the other way around. Um, <laughs> It's like, it, it's basically, it's basically rush hour with a little yellow mouse. It's <laughs> like Instead of Jackie Chan. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I don't think, I don't think when it, when, well, you're not going to know who this is. So I don't, it's not really a spoiler, but when,
2: no.
1: when Mewtwo comes into it, the knowledge of what Mewtwo is would be a huge boost to the overall shock and awe of it all. I suppose that would be a bit of a downer. Um, because in the fo- in the lore of the game, he's the I don't know who would you describe him as to, in
2: any other medium. Well, he's like a I say he's like a mid level big bad I suppose. Um, he's the I'm Thanos. To,
3: he's
1: the Thanos of the piece, yeah, basically.
3: Okay,
2: um, like... but he's a big
1: fucking deal um, in in the original Pokemon games. But he's like the best you can get apart from one. Um... So I I don't think you need a knowledge, but it it would help in the end overall, because when you see these little, when you see like a Jigglypuff, okay, which is this little cute little thing that can sing you to sleep. If you didn't know what that thing is, you'd just think, uh, it's cute, but you wouldn't know why. Whereas when you know it, you know it. So maybe you do need knowledge
2: too. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm wrong it was it was when you saw the Charizard for me that's when, when oh, oh Charizard. um but again <laughs> i don't think could you what you could easily it's like when you watch these um like alvin and the chipmunks films the the live action ones with the with the cg puppets put in like this is they're not good but you don't need any pro knowledge of the cartoons from the 80s to watch them um, but they're entertaining on the, in their own silly little way. This is way better than any of that stuff. Yeah, but, like, Pokemon has a law to it, doesn't it? Yeah, but the, it's set out in this film. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's explained not, it's enough. Not,
1: it's not set... It might, it might as well be set in New York. It's not set in, like, a, a proper no, Pokemon not, world, is it?
2: No. The, the, Detective Pokemon... I've never played Detective Pokemon anyway. I know of it because I know people mainly neckbeards, who do play this stuff still, Um which is amazing why you never have. But I mean, it's but prime target. And the fact that you spent so much time in CES and, and Forbidden Planet and never played Pokemon is astonishing, really.
0: It's I feel need right to watch Pokemon. Um... Mm. Sorry, it's got
1: to It's got to be the highest rated of the films if, if the bar's so low at 68%. It
0: is, yeah is the the highest rated um, on Rotten Tomatoes currently. Yeah, well, actually, no, it's the second low-hanging, low-hanging highest. Low hanging um...
1: fruit. I appreciate, but
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Werewolves Within is the top one with eighty six percent, and then Detective Pikachu is sixty eight, and that's the uh, the second best. But yeah, yeah I did. I tried to watch Pokemon about two years ago, um, and like I've got six episodes in. And I was like, I, I just I can't do this.
3: No, and I you're...
0: I love silly bollocks animated stuff. It should be the kind of thing I'm into. I uh, no, it wasn't for me.
2: It's too late though. It's like Definitely. You're, too, you're out of time now from mm. from when that stuff was relevant. Um but yeah, I mean like we established with how wrong you were about the gentleman when you only gave that you gave that 5 <laughs> minutes too little.
0: I, I I never said that it was a bad film. I just said that I couldn't get into it. I will give it a chance one day, but it just I didn't like the start. It didn't make me want to watch any more of it going along. So you should you should
2: you should have a day watching the gentleman and then Detective Pikachu straight after.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe once I've finished off the Oscar films, I've got like two left to do, so maybe I'll do that this weekend, we'll see. <clears throat> right, okay, so Stu, you're number one, please.
2: I mean Detective Pikachu would have been number one if this had never existed, and as soon as it came out, and again, taking an actual child to go and see it, made no difference whatsoever to the fact that this film is incredible. And you know, they get peak Jim Carrey back to his 90s best, which no one expected at all. Mm. The whole thing of how Sonic was... Oh, it's Sonic, obviously. Um, the whole thing of it how Sonic was broken and it looked awful if you believe that that's what actually happened, rather than, oh, this is going to be fun, let's pretend that the internet changed our whole character model in the space of f- a few months. That whole thing, whatever happened with it, the original model was crap. It didn't look anything like Sonic. It looked freaky and weird. That changed it, and it worked brilliantly. And the fact that when we had that picture when you hadn't seen the end... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, the discovery of tales, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the discovery of
2: tales at the end and just the childlike joy on your face. Mm. We, I had that throughout the entire film from start to finish and I must have seen it about six times since it mm-hmm. came out. It's just lovely. Yeah, I it love is. it so much.
0: It, everything about it I like. like. I've never been a massive James Marsden fan, but he was perfectly cast in that role. It's the surly bit of a dick to start off with but then softens his his stance to it like he's really good in that role i think ben schwartz as the voice of sonic is perfectly cast i couldn't imagine anybody else doing sonic's voice now he's just so on the money for it and yeah jim carrey like as a kid i loved jim carrey ace ventura was one of my favorite films growing up it was brilliant and he was still capable of good performances like um eternal sunshine of the spotless mind But they were becoming more and more infrequent, those kind of performances. So to see him go back to that swing for the fences kind of Jim Carrey that we know that he's capable of was fantastic to see. And I'm so excited to see the sequel and the fact that this week alone they've announced that we're not only going to get Sonic 2 out in a few weeks. In a couple of years' time, we're going to get Sonic 3. We're going to get a Knuckles TV series. Like They're building the Sonic verse. I'm so excited (laughs) for it. It's just incredible. And of all of the characters from like my youth of playing games, Sonic was the most, uh, ironically, the most two-dimensional. He just ran fast and collected animals, and that, that was it, really. Like There wasn't a lot to him. So for them to have done this in just one film so far, to have built this world that I'm just chomping at the bit to see more of, I, I think it just, yeah, I hold it in such high esteem that I probably shouldn't do, but it's such a wonderful, heartwarming experience. It's everything I wanted to be and so much more. And I expected it to just not be very good because we we're all tainted by this this knowledge that comic um uh, sorry, that video games are shit when they're put onto big screens. And and I think going in thinking the the worst of it and coming out to the side was it made it an absolute winner for me. And it's the number one boy at a clear mile on this on this list for me personally
2: now explain yourself or you've not put it on this there's number one Matthew.
0: me
1: it's all right <laughs> it's okay <laughs> but i was never i was never that mad into sonic so as as my as all of the game all of the things on mine are games and films that i've enjoyed in my in my in my life so um yeah it was it was it was absolutely it was absolutely fine it was it was 6.5 to 7 out of 10 for me because i didn't get as excited about it but it's it's elements of it there's absolutely no reason why i would discourage anyone from watching it because it's it's got a, like really good performances in it it's action good for kids but good for adults yeah it's it's, it's 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 absolutely fine it's just it's not as good as detective pikachu for me because of what it does for me as a piece what the emotions it makes me feel you know it's Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. Detective Pikachu is white toast with butter. Sonic is brown toast with butter. There's both toast. I like toast. I just like white toast with butter a little bit more than I do brown toast with butter. There you go. They're both good though. That's a good enough
0: analogy, yeah. That's fair. But yeah, like I said, like I'm looking at the list here of the the top however many films there are that are in it in the like we start with as I said, werewolves within on eighty six percent. Then once we get to like the proper games that everyone knows, the drop in quality is huge. Oh, there's some dross, proper dross. Oh god, I mean, looking at the bottom of the list, Tekken. I didn't even know there was a Tekken film. Yeah, I've seen it's
1: it. it's terrible. Really it's got
0: a zero <laughs> percent, zero.
1: Where's like, Blood Rain?
0: Uh, Blood Rain is like four five from the bottom with four (laughs) percent it's on the same as uh in the name of the king a dungeon siege tale like it's just the shit um it's
3: a pretty combat annihilation
0: is third bottom it it is like but why because we've played games where they've had storylines and we've loved them why haven't they translated onto the big screen The problem is, we can't even say it's because of
1: snobbery, because of risk, you know what I mean? Because they're games to films, you know, people are just poo-pooing them for the sake of it. We can't even say. Is that because you've got some, like, big-name actors in some of these films that end up being absolutely atrocious? Take Assassin's Creed, for example. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. how how do they make Fassbender and Marion Cotillard, sorry, I'm absolutely butchering that um And Jeremy Irons, and fuck it up so much like it's, <laughs> it's like these formulas should be really easy, but they're not for some reason um and you can't even say it's because of snobbery like again, Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia, Gyllenhaal Hall in it. We've yeah. you know Gil- Gyllenhaal Hall should should add stars to any film he's in. yet it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It should it should be really easy easy to get. And maybe it's because people, like I said about Uncharted, and you know they don't have to sell. the It doesn't have to be good to get butts in seats because there'll be people mm-hmm. that will go and see them because of its license and the property that it is. You know what I mean? The same way that if someone was to say to me, Bioshock is the worst thing out there, it doesn't matter, I'll still pay my money, I'll go see it. Because I'm a fan of the source material, and maybe that's yeah. why people maybe just think maybe the standards are just dropped because they know people, they don't have to put in a good effort for these films. <laughs> people will see it anyway.
2: I think one of the, one of the problems as well that a lot of these things, well, the last fifteen years worth of things are actually better stories anyway <laughs> mm. in game form than they over twenty hours and they then can be told into. Yeah. So unless I think that's why the Last of Us HBO series has got a chance because it's been written by Druckmann anyway. It's on. It's a series, so it's got at least 10 hours. The game's only, what, about 15, 16? So, again, as long as they're not retelling the game, which no one really wants. Well, you never played Neither of you played it, did you? Play, did you? So, no, um, Three played, hours yeah.
0: into it.
1: I've never had a new yeah. generation PlayStation, so
2: yeah. So I think that that's got the potential to be amazing. Mm. For that, for the reason that it's a story being written by the guy who made the story in the first place. The mm-hmm. <laughs> other things, like, I mean, like Hitman. I completely forgot about Hitman with Oliphant. Um <laughs> Crap, just crap. Even Dugrey Scott. I mean, we like Dugrey Scott a lot. No? just now, no. Uh, alone in the dark. Is that in the U bowl as
0: well? Uh, yeah, yeah, really it is. Of course, not. it is. That's <laughs> the bottom, but one. So that's like the next place up with one percent. <laughs>
2: but we have got to. I mean, if we don't talk about Street Fighter, people are going to be mad, aren't they? So <laughs> the Street Fighter is awful, but it's it's strangely fun. Even now, in a kind of ironic way, and you watch it just for Kylie and, and Van Damme. But...
0: I, I think... saw that on my birthday, maybe my 12th birthday, and I hated it at the time. I've never been able to forgive it for ruining my birthday. So <laughs> oh, it's a terrible film.
2: I had it on, you know, when, when they used to them, them double and triple-pack DVDs.
3: Mm, yeah.
2: I, <laughs> that was paired with Biodome.
0: that that's a a classic of the genre isn't it uh, (laughs) we should probably do that on one of the future uh, picture pods i think (laughs) but i think you touched on something then Stu. so druckman is writing the last of us tv series i remember hearing an interview with kevin smith years ago when he did the script for which became superman lives which never got picked up which became the unsuccessful Nicolas cage um Tim Burton version and he was asked by Warner Brothers to write a script and he just said to them why don't you use the comic book writers like you've you've got the staff to write this film and they know the characters and their response was but they're comic book writers they're not film writers is there a certain level of contempt from the companies towards properties such as video games because they assume that puts on seats will arrive just because it's uncharted and people like uncharted is there that level of contempt do you think from there where they don't care because they know they will get the money ultimately
2: I think it's in the same boat as comic book films were until Iron Man I mm. think that's, that's all it is they're just seen as like, like, like nonsense like <laughs> Spawn and stuff like that that was just there and Things like the crow and stuff like this, where we, um, it's it, th- people know what they are; they'll go and see them anyway. So it didn't matter. Like the like the Raimi Spider Man films they got progressively worse until he had to be redone again. They were, it was the same kind of. There was always a bit of. Uh, I like X Men. I remember going to see when when we were, went to see X Men in two thousand. We were laughed at for going to watch X Men. <laughs> laughed at, and you're saying, "Oh, you're going to watch a." Like Multiverse of Madness, oh, I want to see that. It's a completely different mindset. I think that's just where it is at the minute, that it's still in that kind of, oh, it's Mario and Sonic, it's for kids, still. Mm. So and, what,
1: uh, will they, until, uh, what will
2: until be... All the, all, mm. Yeah. So until then people die, which is what's going to... When the old people die and they're all gone and we all take over, then it'll be fine. Wow, but that, this, that... this took a turn. It did, didn't it? <laughs> but it, 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 it's true though, me because it's all it's all old white people that's what it is it's all old white people in power who don't like who don't know what games are don't care so they put out any old shit and then oh well people are going to go and see it anyway it doesn't matter until they're all gone and people who grew up on games like our age and like 10 years older who are then in charge of studios like that who actually think about things properly and now you get the churn starting from then on, that's when it'll start when it's taken seriously with people who've grown up on it. People who are commissioning these things now st- didn't grow up on it, did they? Or grow up on it in a time where you had stories?
0: Hmm. I feel like we're going to start a revolution here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this was the moment. This was the, the touch paper, whatever they call it, the touch light paper.
0: That's it. The revolution the will. Thing. The revolution will be podcasted. <laughs> <laughs> Mass, have you got anything to say on the contempt of the fans?
1: I think v- video games. I hate that phrase, but computer games or whatever you want to call them. They are now that comic books aren't the ginger stepchild anymore. Mm. Sorry, Tara, of um, <laughs> of gaming anymore. <laughs> um it's now fell on the shoulders of the sweatier beardier um <laughs> brother little brother of comic books and that is the computer game player it's now that is now the the next one because comic books all of a sudden have become cool now with with marvel and um to some lesser extent the EU. um so yeah at the moment i i don't agree i don't agree with it but there will need to be, there will be some major player that that kickstarts in 10 years' time, maybe, or 5 years' time. I I just don't know what that game will be. I'll probably probably be too long in the tough to know what that game is by then. I probably won't know what that game is. Hmm. You know, I I thought before I got my Series X, I thought, "Mm, that's me done now with the newest console. Like, I don't need it in my life. I'm (laughs) perfectly fine with what I've got. Um, And then (laughs) I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. Hmm. Um, But, Something will happen, and then a medium that we now don't even probably associate with will then become the next unfavourable. M- you know, what kids are really into, like, fucking Minecraft and shit like that at the moment, and um, it'll probably take a game, not Minecraft, but something like Fortnite or something like that to really spur, like, you know, something that esports are mate, pl- pl- pumping loads of money into already to be the one that starts it all off.
0: Mm. I suppose games have evolved as well, because like it's, it's no longer all about what the, the latest console is. I mean, some of the more successful ones, like Angry Birds, the movie, made $350 million. The second one is like 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a really well-received movie. Have you seen them? No, nope. but I've heard really good things about the sequel. And I do like Jason Sudeikis, so it is one that I do want to watch. Mm. Just never got round to it. So maybe the, the more the games and they're evolving and changing, we're going to start to see it on the screen. Maybe not the big screen. You might find something like The Last of Us is might be the thing that starts off the, the change in perception of video games mm. because it's looking like it's going to be a long-form story told across hours years maybe i mean who knows when I mean, he's got our boy pedro in so the longer it goes the better really so i, I don't know I, I think you're both right though i do think there's got to be something where eventually they'll be taken seriously and at the minute they just kind of feel like fodder which is a bit of a shame as someone who spent a lot of time investing in the many different worlds that you can access through your uh, your video console
2: you know what the, the free guy was pretty much just my um, fortnight anyway, and I think they they were that brilliantly because you you even had there was a little section towards the end where when he's on the bridge where the, the Fortnite axe come up yeah. in his hand, mm. and again when Ethan had wa- he didn't watch it with me but when he watched it later that's the first thing he said to me so the thought, I've never played that game but obviously I know it by proxy because he's only like four hours a day after he's done all his, <laughs> once all his school stuff done. Um, but then it's like they live in there, they are living Fortnite, and they living at Apex and places like this and in the servers and with this kind of live-in world shared experience stuff. And you add characters from Free Guy in Fortnite itself as cross-promotion, oh, cool. and like Drake and Chloe from the – Uncharted are gonna be in Fortnite for a bit as characters. Uh, the, the rock was in there again doing something else, and they're all it's turned into like a big promotional thing for other things as well. So That's clever marketing, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's genius, and then you, you sell these battle pass things to them for 20 quid every two months for a free game it's all cross pollination and i think that's where it'll come that's what will bleed into it as well eventually mm. you only have to mention fortnite and well like half the kids at his school have got fortnite bags like fortnite dressing games it's everywhere it's only a matter of time there'll be a fortnite movie mm. eventually
0: yeah it, it does seem like it's poised to take over the world doesn't it I've never even played it. Like, oh, It makes me feel really old when I hear people talking about Fortnite because I don't even really know what it's about, if I'm being perfectly honest. It's just a battle royale, that's all it is. I mean, oh, is it? All right, okay. It, is it like that, that game that we played, we just have to keep running to the end of the the, the the level and try and push people out of the way? I can't remember what it's called. I wanted to say Free Guy, but that's obviously the movie. <laughs> it's it's basically a,
2: a an arena that closes in on itself. And it's oh, okay. like last right. man standing or last team standing whichever one you're playing that's all it is but then you've got like creative mode and free mode like you do in minecraft and so you can create communities and build stuff it's all it's all foreign to me
0: yeah it's fascinating but I haven't got a clue like nothing makes me feel older than the the march of time <laughs> went, on, on technology like it moves so fast but yeah incredible. Right, okay, that's us done on the video game world for now. I think we could probably come back and do an episode on this, like a, a question cast, but just specifically about video games.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think we talk about it enough, but I've, I've really enjoyed it. Right, so next week it's a picture pod and we're doing Primal. Yes! From 2019, I think it is. Um, it was one recommended by one of uh Twitter followers, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. I've not even I've not seen it yet, but I've seen like the images of Nick Cage looking absolutely horrendous. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it might be one of the dark films of his uh, his history. I mean, who knows he may come out with another uh, colorator space, but it, it doesn't look like it's gonna be that good if I'm brutally honest. So make sure you've got us on the Twitter and Instagram at Part. emails to cagefightingpod at gmail.com Please make sure that you are following us and if you could leave us a review, we would absolutely love that. So for this week, Matthew, would you like to say goodbye?
1: Ciao everybody. Hope you uh, have a wonderful time and let us know if you've been swayed into playing any of the games that uh, featured on this uh, episode because we'd love to hear your reviews on them. Stay safe.
0: Stuart, would you like to say goodbye?
2: Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation.
0: Goodbye. It's goodbye from me. And remember, be excellent to each other.